Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pass the Syrup, the estate agency and letting agency podcast for estate agents and letting agents. And we only have estate agents letting agents on the podcast. That is a serious mouthful. So we are into second week of our new format. Less news, less boring, less interest rates, less property prices, because I just can't have that conversation anymore. We're going to have a bit more fun, a bit laid back. We're going to ask big questions of our fantastic guests. Got a really big question today, but bigger than the question is the three wonderful personalities we have on the show. Oh, that I nearly could have made a mess of that. So first up, in order of my screen, Megan18. 18. 18. That's, that's the best surname I think I've ever heard. Um, mm. Location, location, wonderful business in North London. Um, Miss Personal Brand, the ambassador of the personal brand in the world of state agency and the vice president for Arla Property Mark. She is a force. How's it going, Megan? All good? Yeah, good, thank you. I have to be really well behaved though because I am the number two to the number one that's in the screen square below me. Oh, wow. I didn't join up the dots. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I just, sorry, before we move on, is that a Harry Potter scarf? It is a Harry Potter scarf, yes. Okay. I um, actually don't identify as a Gryffindor, though. I do identify as a Hufflepuff. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, occasionally I identify as a traffic warden. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, interesting, Hufflepuff. Um, they don't win anything, though, do they? It's just not about winning, though, is it? It's about being a good person. Sorry, I'm just going to end this now. Let me just see if I can throw her <laughs> out, guys. I'm sorry. I can't have that sort of bullshit on a state agency podcast. Well, you. you can be anything. Be kind, Ben. Um, it's actually the si you I, the sign behind that door there is work hard and be nice. Uh, that is our <laughs> motto. Um, but um, if you can't be nice, be good. No, I'm kidding. Um, right, let's be nice. Over to um, Megan's number one. That doesn't sound right. Um, <laughs> Harry Truman of Andrews. Who it turns out Andrews churn out more um, fantastic social media contributors than any other business in the UK. Four made the hot list last week. Is it four? Um, four of you. It's three. I know three of you. I don't know the fourth person, so I can't say who they are. Um, but other than being fantastic on social media and lettings director andrews actual arla property mark president vice president president elect is that president elect yeah, yeah president so elect. basically megan's boss this is amazing yeah she's How's got to be good she's got to be good <laughs> sometimes yeah, she makes me make her tea i do yeah yeah that's because you're a hufflepuff i know yeah gryffindor wouldn't be making no teas i'm a gryffindor all all through so <laughs> you know but yeah i'm good I'm good. How are you, Ben? Good. I'm 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 pumped. I'm marvelous. I'm three double espressos in, and no food so far today because it's two podcasts. I'm all electric energy, which leads me nicely onto the opposite of me, Steph Walker, <laughs> nursing a little bit of a hangover. You would never tell to look at her. Looks unbelievable as always, just like she did in her photos of her wedding. Congratulations, Thank married. You. Promotion, I'm not sure if promotion is the right word, but it's, life is good right now, even though you're really hungover. Steph, how you feeling? Yeah, life, life, life is good. Um, can't complain. As we just said, eyelashes on on a hangover. Nobody will know any different. And I'm also joined by Ted, who may appear in the corner of the screen every so often. Lovely. Ted has just <laughs> ramped up our views significantly. Exactly. Yes, Ted. That's what I'm talking about, Ted. Bring your A-game, son. That's what we need. Pets on this this just absolutely through the roof right girls we are on time constraints so we've done a five minute intro we are going to fly into it the big question this week so as i said in the last episode 
if you would like to ask three great agents a really big question or a really small question or any question, send it in, get involved, because that's the point of this podcast. We've got three great operators here today, plus me, and they are going to answer a question that I've put forward. And one of the questions that I ask myself quite often, because I'm sitting on my high horse, my question is, why does this industry attract so many dodgy operators? I'm just going to throw it out there, girls. You go mad. Okay, I'm going to take it. And I know exactly what Harry was going to say. We have no barrier for entry. Therefore, anybody can be an estate agent, whether they should be or not. Now, we are obviously super passionate about there being a barrier for entry because it should make our industry more um, professional and more regulated. That is our TED Talk on Roper. Thank you so much for coming. Right. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna to knock you straight back because I had this conversation online with someone, the longest LinkedIn back and forth chain I've ever been involved in. And I just kept getting, I just had to respond because they don't want to be rude to me, the person doesn't respond. Why does that, why does that barrier to entry improve the moral compass of the people working in the industry? I because you have to just before I'll just put in very quickly. Look at the States. There is a barrier to entry. You have to take, get your real estate license. You have to sign up to your local um, NAR, et cetera, et cetera. And there's still dodgy operators there. Lots of them. I don't think, I, I don't, I don't think it's people when they're dodgy, I don't think they're doing it necessarily purposely to be dodgy. I think they just don't actually know what the hell they're doing. Um, and that's the problem. And, and that's why there should be a qualification. There should be a, an entry level in that you are qualified to a certain level before you can operate. Cause the amount of stuff I see going around, even on LinkedIn from qualified agents. And I, we, we do screenshot a lot of it and put it in our chat. Of, like <laughs> this person's done this, like somebody like going around putting up boards all over, like getting their friends and family to put boards all up all around their local town for sale. They obviously don't know that's against town and country planning act. You can't just put boards up for sale when the house is not for sale. So it's just simple great, stuff. That was a really great back. Friday night subject, by the way. And that was an actual conversation that we had on a Friday night is whether they breached the town and country planning act. Yeah, we are well cool. Living the dream, <laughs> girls. Living the dream. We, I mean, look, I sit on the Finding Country National Advisory Council and we have had this similar chat and we get quite enthusiastic about it because there are breaches all over the place. But Harry, I'm afraid they know exactly what they're doing. They're just throwing up their balls to grow a bit of market share. They, oh, it's a, they'll say it's a mistake. Oh, I didn't realise. Of course, they, they, what? I can uh, advertise I a property know. that's not for sale. It's for sale. They I know. Have to, I have to respectfully disagree with you there because when I then contact these people and say, what are you doing? They go, oh, I didn't even know. And I I do believe them because, I, you know, I do. <laughs> You're less cynical <laughs> than me. That. that is exactly why though, Ben. You've just absolutely said it. That is why we have a problem, because that is an untrustworthy choice to make, which then enhances the fact that we are not a trusted um, profession. <laughs> Basically, she's calling you dodgy then. <laughs> so, because I view their behaviour as untoward, that's why the profession is untoward. I think that we have to show that we are a 
respected industry. And for us to do that, we should have a code of conduct and a code of authority that we have to stick to. Now, I'm not saying that we're not going to get assholes through the net because we will, because unfortunately in every profession, there are those. I mean, look at the police, for example, we're getting people murdering people who are meant to be protecting us. So nothing's going to stop bad people getting through the net. But what it's going to do is hopefully set a bar just a little bit higher than what we are at the moment. Do you think, though, that there's a possibility because the client just massively misunderstands what we do and why we do it, that <clears throat> perhaps people are deemed to be dodgier than they actually are? Don't get me wrong. There are a load of absolute bad, bad, bad apples. Um, I could tell you many a story. But, you know, do we do ourselves a disservice in the eyes of the client because we're not brilliant at actually orating what we do? Yeah, I think I, I think for years that um, agents, letting agents and estate agents, we've sort of hidden, we've tried to hide our secrets, like it's some kind of like, oh, don't tell them what we're doing. But actually, we should be more open about what we do. We should be able to, I, I had a conversation yesterday about an app that I'm, I'm hoping that we can progress where the landlord will be able to see uh, the property manager's conversations with the tenant dealing with the maintenance so when we have landlords say why do I pay my fee to you every month you don't do anything for that we can say yeah, yeah we do look at your app look at all the stuff we've done in the background for your property to manage your property and I think because we hide that landlords vendors they think that we're not we're not doing what we should be that's the problem we're not transparent about what we do firstly I just got to ask how cool is it that you've got Kermit the Frog as a landlord that's quite impressive. <laughs> he is um, a tough customer, I'll tell you I that. He is, he sounds it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, so there's a stigma, right? And there's, you know, there's wh whatever's happened in the past, we're still dealing with that in the future. And I do think that agency's come a long way in the last 20 years. Like I've said it on this podcast a load of times. When I first started out, if someone came to borrow the keys, we were encouraged to be horrendous. We are never giving out the keys to our property. They could be anywhere. They could be in my pocket. And I'm seeing someone's out doing a viewing and they're doing this. So that was like, that was, that was the culture within that business. And that was a reasonable business 20 years ago. I think we've come a long way. I think social media is helping. I think um, agents are becoming more professional, but the consumer has got all this history about how we behave and things we do. They're not going to forget that. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, 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 I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm actually for stronger barriers to entry. I think um, there's definitely room for improvement there, but I don't think that's enough. I don't think that stops the number of dodgy characters coming in. I think there needs to be something more. I don't know. I, my question to you is, what more could it be to stop? Maybe it's because I'm in London, and maybe London attracts a bit more than other areas of the country. I don't know if that's fair. I know when I'm at these NAC meetings, National Advisory Council, we've got people from different representatives in the area, uh, different areas. Sorry. It sounds like London is just a minefield compared to maybe some other areas of the country. Megan, you're in London. What's what's it what's what's it like in, in your area of London? Um I think well, to be fair, I don't disagree with you, but I also don't think there is a solution to what you've just said either because we've just already demonstrated it, that if you can go through the robust process of becoming a police officer and still murder people, then how are we as estate agents supposed to you know what what's the test you know have you ever had murderous thoughts well, you know i don't think that's a fair question is it I, you I know? mean not for an estate agent i mean that's on a freaking daily basis um that's just <laughs> not know, one, one of the big worries i think and it's strange that i'm going to say this but the whole self-employed movement because it's already the fucking wild wild west out there uh, as it is and it's it's scary because it's not going to get better so you know what we really should be thinking is it's not just a barrier to 
here's a qualification to show that you truly understand the process from start to finish. Actually, business ownership in itself, it's it's scary that anybody can set up a business in lots of professions um, and it still be unregulated. Absolutely. So barriers to entry plus regulation, plus like the death penalty, maybe if you if you're dishonest, like if you get really, yeah, do you remember? Um, we'll bring the stocks back and we'll stone people in the streets. I'm in. I'm there. I'm there. I'm all in. I'm all in. On the last episode of this podcast, I talked about an agent. So we're in a chain, small chain. The lies are insane. That like we are we like we're reasonably experienced business. You know, there's no. It's not an ego thing. We've been around a while. Everyone in the business knows the game. Um, we 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 behave appropriately. The lies he told to get this deal agreed, and continues to tell. We're talking about a sale of a three and a half million pound property, and um, they were cash, and now they're mortgage, and they're doing this, and they're doing that, and they'll exchange in twenty one days, and that's out the window now, and now they haven't they've got any cash left actually because they've invested in something else. You're not dealing with my seven year old daughter, so like like that person, this is a live deal. So hopefully by the time this airs, it's through. Um, I, I, I would, I'm happy to throw him off a bridge, like literally physically throw him off a bridge, because he 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 so said he's self employed got years of experience in my head this fits you know why would why the fugazi because you're not going to get paid there's no there's no basic here there's no boss to impress have you um have you just rang him and said mate what are you chatting he uh he, he's what reluctant to answer chatting? the phone i mean i like that we've gone proper london what are you chatting well, i you assumed think... you meant it was in london so yeah, i mean as he's yeah he, um yeah this he's he likes to, he's, it's like hide and seek you know, trying to get hold of him, you know, they disappear, they bury their head in the sand, they hope the solution will present itself at some point. And the whole time we're, we're, we're pulling on different strings, trying to, you know, in essence, we're keeping our client happy, we're trying to keep his client happy, and in essence, communicate with their buyer, which is the person that supposedly is not telling the truth. I mean, that's the game, I get that. I've got no problem with managing difficult chains. That's the game, you want to be really, really good, you've got to be good at that stuff. But there's just so many lies, it's, it's just so common. Do you know what, when I was, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you which company it was, but when I worked for a company, we used to have a fossilized turd in a coaster and it was called the bullshit award. And if you were caught out, you had to have the bullshit award on your desk. Maybe you should send him a fossilized poo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm close to sending him something. Um, but yeah, <laughs> let, let's just say, I don't know if it looks, uh, maybe he doesn't watch. Maybe he's watching. If you're watching, I'm bigger than you. Um, anyway, right. So solution wise, um, there's no solution. Barriers to entry look good. Just be a buff, be more Hufflepuff. Oof, oof, oof. Be honest. more um, Gryffindor, no? Uh, who are the really unpleasant ones? Slytherin. Slytherin, Slytherin, Slytherin. Be we didn't actually, we didn't actually establish though. Steph, sorry, which, which um, house do you identify with? Uh, Gryffindor. Oh, I thought Steph was going to say like tequila or something. Um, <laughs> there is that, like, yeah. Bang. Um, all right, girls. Well, big question. Why do we attract dodgy operators? As you rightly point out, Megan, every industry has a number of dodgy operators. Police murder people. Doctors kill people. Uh, accountants embezzle. It's everywhere. It's just I do feel like the proportion in our sector is higher and could be worked on. Let's move on. Um, social hand grenade, right. Is this a load of waffle or is this, how do you guys feel about it? Something I saw, uh, earlier in the week, is it nonsense? Are you all in for it? 
is this guy just trying to get his likes and his engagement up? I don't know who he is, by the way. And um, normally I say we'll scribble out who they are, but I don't think this guy's got anything to do with the state agency in the UK. So we'll leave him in. Um, I don't think he cares. Kevin KD Dorsey. No idea. Um, if you can't make them feel, you can't close the deal. Is that a load of old nonsense or what? It, it's 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 sickening, but I have to hold my hands up and say <laughs> when I used to go to BNI, you know, you had to have your little catchphrase. Mine was everything I touch turns to sold. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh my god! Oh, just disgusting. She just, just ruined her career in that one yeah, move. Literally, you're yeah. about to get you're about to get cancelled. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, wow. Um, what do you think, girls? I mean, it's cheesy as hell. It's, but I guess he, where he's going really is, you know, sales is an emotional. Yeah, pattern. that's that's what I read from that in a cheesy way is that you've got to get your customer to buy into the product that you're trying to sell. Once you get them bought in, it doesn't really matter what price it is. Like, for instance, I'm a I'm an iPhone girl. I'll probably never buy another phone other than an iPhone because I'm bought into iPhone. I buy Samsung tellies because I just like something telly. Once you get that emotional attachment, you, you've sort of bought into it. Megan loves Dyson hair products, obsessed with them. We'll probably buy the entire range, no matter how expensive. <laughs> wow, girls, I've got to say, they, we've they just got to really- that, that you, People forget what you do, what you did, but not how you made them feel, so. Yeah. That's such what? a good point. That's such. Do you know what though? I used to rip one of my my negotiators, and I'll and like I'll say it. His name's James, and he because <laughs> I used to rip it to him to his face. So I was, none of this is a surprise. And I went out on a on a viewing observation with him, and he literally stood there and went, <laughs> "The garden. I see people laughing and a party and the children running." And I literally was like, "What was that?" <laughs> he was. I was just being aspirational, and I was like, "Mate." Next time, just tell them how long it is. Like, it was <laughs> on. Um, it's a family I mean, show. It worked because I'm not joking. He could sell anything to anyone because people were like, oh my God, yeah, we could put the climbing frame there. <gasps> the veggie patches, like, because he, in a really cheesy way, made them think about things in a really aspirational way. I couldn't do it because I'd laugh, uh, but he did it amazingly. It, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, People make their gut, their first decision, the gut decision is based on emotion, right? And then logic to justify or not justify. I, I just, sorry, we've, we've we just moved past the fact that Harry said she has an emotional connection to Samsung TVs. <laughs> no one spot that. Like, You're going to have to put like hashtag ad after yeah. this. What on earth? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking for some <laughs> advertising revenue from this, but that is, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, Samsung sorry, TVs. it's out there now, it's out there. That is out there, yeah, you, can, you can't take that back now. Um, <laughs> But you know, one of the things I remember from the first time you were on, Harry, was when we were talking about pie charts and we were talking about number one agents. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and my argument is if you're the number one agent in an area, forget the pie chart part, but I think you've got a really great pitch. We're number one for market share, be it listings, be it sales, whatever it might be. I think there's a really strong pitch there. And Harry pushed right back and said, I don't care if they're number one. I'm, I'm much more about the individual as opposed to the results. And that really, really stuck with me because... Um, I'm a results guy and a, and a metrics and a data guy. And like, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't build rapport and, and, and create a relationship. Of course, absolutely 100%. But I lean in that direction. You lean in the opposite direction. And I think that means, you know, I'm you're more normal than me, I think is what I'm trying to say. But most people would okay. go that direction. Yeah, with the with the, the emotional connection to that person, isn't it? 
I think that's what I would love to see a poll on that to see whether that's a um like a gender thing as well though because I do think that typically that whole market share la 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 like what why does why does someone really care if you're a market leader like what does that even mean that you're a market leader for one postcode like I'm not impressed by that I'm like okay cool but what are you going to do for me yeah I mean I think though that you know we the big thing the big problem I see in a estate agency is that people are all vying after every client Mm -hmm. and that's just so much nonsense you know there's there's clients for each individual type of agent type of agency um we're not all shopping in the same supermarket in that respect and I think this just embodies that I was laughing the other day because Michelle Gallagher who is amazing she won two EA masters on the trot like you if you don't know who Michelle Gallagher is you need to know who Michelle Gallagher is and she put a picture up of her dog boots and a picture of this teddy bear that she got given at a car dealership and that he got a new toy because she got a new toy. So like she she was returning her Tesla. We're talking like fancy cars. And I was like, it's so funny because your dog gets a new toy when you get a new car. Mine get a new toy when I go to B&M. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I've, yeah. I just so back to your about the um a poll. Do you think it's a male female thing? I'd be interested I, to know if that's a masculine well, trait or a feminine I, trait. I I don't. I'm not sure if it's necessarily masculine feminine. I think it's. I think it's that so few have the opportunity to talk about their data and you know. So I take your point. If it's like one tiny little postcode or there's no relevance or it's like you know it's a spin doctor. I'm making this data look like we're amazing. But if you're genuinely, if you're the number one agent for all the right reasons in an area, I think there's only one agent that can say that. And so few can say that, that it's easy for everyone else to rubbish that idea. I think most agents jump online. If I'm number one, so Michelle's a great example because she loves a pie chart because she's number one. And in our old business, it was small town. We're a big fish in a small pond. We were number one in every possible way. And we would talk about it all the time, but we had really great salespeople. That's why we're number one. We built great relationships. That's why we're number one. But I think everyone else in that town would say, oh, don't look at the data. They doesn't mean anything because they can't talk about their data. I think this is one of this. This is the problem with agency, though. So back in, in the high street, I had a half window decal of my right move pie chart. A literally wow. little head peeked over the top of it. And I was like, hey, look at me and my pie chart on the high street. Knocks me sick now. But that's only because my business isn't a volume business now. And so actually it, it, it it's completely irrelevant, but that doesn't mean I don't knock Michelle because she likes her pie chart and she does a fantastic, fantastic job, but there's just too much competition. Why are we all asked what anybody else is doing? You know what your metric is in your business, go out, deliver a great outcome for your client, happy days, shut up. I think it's about it's, it's about identifying who your customer is and then talking to that person. So something yeah. that I say to my teams quite a lot is, look, Waitrose aren't trying to speak to Aldi customers mm. and Aldi customers aren't trying to speak to... They know their customers and they talk directly to those customers when they do their marketing. And you've just got to identify who your customer is and that's who you want to win. You don't yeah. want to win everyone. But no. Marks and Spencer's <laughs> customers are, to, are, Aldi, are uh, Waitrose customers. And so they're competing for the same customer, aren't they? And so yeah. there is a bit of that, you know, uh, we, we've, we've gone from a high volume model to a low volume model and we found our niche and we know who our customer is, but there are three other agents in the area that are very good at attracting those customers too. And so, you know, we have to go to war with them. Um, but do you, 
Because if you spend that time that you're investing in looking at what they're doing and invested that in your own business and your own self, it wouldn't matter what they're doing because you're just going to go. I totally uh, agree. I think you've got to learn from your competition. If you're not, if you don't keep your eye on your competition, then I think you're setting yourself up failure. I'm not saying you have to copy what they do. And I'm certainly not saying you have to obsess over what they're doing, but you need to be conscious of what they're doing, how they're doing it, and ensure that you're best in market based on what else you're seeing out there. You may feel as though you're best in market. They come up with some innovative, innovative, excuse me, wonderful new idea, and suddenly you're second best in market. If you don't know they're coming up with that, I mean, you should always be innovating, so I'm sort of crossing off my own point there. But I think you need it's, to know what's going on in the competition. It's a finite, infinite game, isn't it? In that, you know, you can be aware of the competition and you should be aware of what they're doing and how they're iterating their business. But actually, you're only running a race with yourself. So as long as each day you're better than you were the day before, you'll be able to play that game consistently. Unless you're starting from a really low base. Yeah. In which case, <laughs> get better quicker. Um, right, girls, um, not bad. Not bad. We're doing all right, actually, timing-wise. So um, we've moved away from cheesy LinkedIn waffle from uh, whatever his name was. Let's get into what we've got up next. Oh, yeah, you can't make it up. Right. Ridiculous story. I'll start. Um, we were selling a four and a half million pound property in a very nice southwest London suburb. Um, we were slightly eccentric owner and she had dogs. We said, you know, we, the sort of people we're going to be bringing around. I mean, as it happens in any property you know, the viewing needs to go well. It needs to be, you know, look appropriate. We need to be given enough amount of time in the property and all the usual bits and pieces. She said, yeah, no, not a problem. Um, we'll make it ready. We normally do a launch event first weekend for properties. I don't think we actually did that for this one. I think it was intermittent viewings because it was a high value of the property. And on the first viewing, there was dog turd in four or five rooms. And I do mean like, you know, she didn't have a, it wasn't um, thinking of a small dog. She didn't have a small dog. She had a big dog. And it was, um, yeah, significant. And uh, yeah, I wasn't going to say this bit, but I will. The person doing the viewing trodden it. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I was going to leave that bit out in case anything ever came back on this story. Uh, but yeah, it didn't go well. Um, and afterwards, when we speak to the client and say, you know, it was a really, it could have been a really good viewing, but something didn't go according to plan. Did you know there was, there's dog turd in a few rooms. Oh, she said it happens all the time. There's nothing I can really do about it. We we That's... told you the time we were going to be there. Take the dogs out for an hour. Are you kidding me? Um, this is legit. Like this story. You, I mean, I say you can't make it up, but insane. Four and a half million pound property. You, for some reason, your biased mind thinks they'll take it a bit more seriously. Nope. Nope. So we got for me, girls. Any crazy stories? Any silly stories? Anything going I've on? Got, I've got so many. I'm going to pick one or two of my favourites. My baffling one, completion day. Um, back in the day where I wouldn't have gone and met the client. They came, got the keys from me. See you later. Goodbye. Uh, she rang me in tears because the gentleman, he's a skinflint. Um, everyone uses the word skinflint, right? It's not just a scouse thing, is it? So, no, no, cheapskate. Yeah, great. Cheapskate. He had measured the size of his new lounge and cut out the carpet and taken that centre bit with him and wow. left sort of this donut shape. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he must be from London. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was also a time where the seller forgot to hire the plumber to get their American fridge freezer unplumbed on the day of moving. And it was, this is like 15 years ago, so they were a wow, big deal, American fridge freezer. 
So they'd left it so long. We said, you've just got to leave. You're going to have to come back for it tomorrow. And they went back to the house the next day. The buyer wouldn't let them in, shouting and screaming in shoes. So they decided to drive past and throw a brick through the front window in retaliation. Nice. Now, maybe that only happens in Liverpool. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, a, that was a fun day in agency. Wow, nice, nice. And you had to deal with the fallout of that as well. Lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, is that where you cut your cloth in Liverpool? What was that? Where is that where you is that where you cut your cloth before the agency UK? Uh, yes, I was a, a state agent in Merseyside for fifteen Merseyside, years. Yeah. yeah, wow. You've got yeah, you got a tough vibe about you. I can understand why now. Yeah, okay. Uh, Megan, what you got? So I had um, I was on a valuation, and it was a house I'd been touting for a really long time, and we stood in the garden. He was telling me how there'd been like a badger set. And like, obviously badges are protected. So, you know, there's a massive hoo-ha. Anyway, we're talking and I was like, oh, there's there's one in your pond. And he was like, what? And I was like, it's in your pond. And there was a dead badger just floating in the pond. And he was like, no. So he went down there and gave it a prod with a stick. And I was like, because obviously then the smell starts like. <laughs> and he then proceeded to like, so for me, this was the end of the valuation. He could have just been like, thanks so much, Megan. Like, lovely to meet you. Off you go. But instead he was like, can you get me a spade? So I could <laughs> get him the spade. And he winched out this like half rotten badger. And then I was like, okay. So like, I'm thinking now I should go. And then he then instructed his gardeners to build, like dig a hole. And he was like, you mustn't tell anyone about this. And I was like, okay. Like, he was like, we'll never sell the house if people know there's badges here because it will affect everything. And I was like, okay. And now I'm telling you on a podcast, but it was like years ago. So I feel like it's okay now. (laughs) It's like confession, isn't it? You're just getting it off your chest. I feel better about it now. Of course you do. I can see the weight is really, your shoulders are looser. Yeah, wow. but it was like a badger cult. Like I felt like I was a part of some sort of like mafia of badgers. And you've been carrying that around for 15 years. <laughs> long. Different world you're going to be living in now. As of tomorrow, you're going to wake up a different person. New life. New life. Harry, what you got? You must have loads. Ladies, oh. you got Andrews attracting all the cowboys that you do. I've got so many. I used to work in a, an office that had, we managed like 5,000 properties from one room. So they're just the ridiculous stories I have. I literally wrote a big long list of more when, when you sent this email around earlier. So I'm just going to tell you one. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, when I was managing properties, I took a call one day and uh, they put the call through. They were like, Harry, it's, uh, it's a neighbor of like, I don't know what the address is now, 26 Smith Street. Um, they want to talk to you about tenants and I was like oh, okay why what are the tenants done now so this neighbor came on the phone and she was I could tell that she was quite elderly and she was like oh it's, it's a bit awkward but um and he's talked to you about something I was, oh, okay weird <laughs> carry on uh she said well are you the agent for this address and I said yes and she said well it's, it's very hot at the moment and I said yes yeah. we've all got our windows open right okay and she said and and your tenants are uh enjoying themselves quite loudly very often in the in the property <laughs> and I was like hmm okay and she's like can you speak to them <laughs> and I was like I, I'm really sorry I can't I can't tell them off about that <laughs> I'm the letting agent not their mum and she's like no no you need to speak to them and I was like oh, I'll go away and I'll have a think if there's anything I can do and she's like okay fine she then proceeded to ring me three separate times after this over the course of a few weeks to ask me if there was any progress and if I had gone and called the tenants and told them off about being uh, noisy in their own home with the windows open but uh, I did not 
<laughs> just try to palm her off. <laughs> Hasn't that happened a lot though? I once sent my mortgage advisor around to do a viewing on a Saturday because we were busy, what have you. Um, and the, the sellers knew that we were coming around except they must have forgotten because they were fornicating upstairs when we arrived with the buyer. Yeah, I, I think this sort of thing does happen a lot because on the last podcast, we had a, a couple of instances of people walking around Starkers and just there's, yeah, there's this, things fall into this category quite often. I don't know if it's intentional. This is people winding up estate agents or not. I've heard of stories of like some of my lads, like neg lads back in the day and they've turned up and the woman's like, oh, I didn't oh, realize. I'm not having it. Yeah, no, like, no way. No, no. There was one boy that came back. He's like, you've got to cancel the viewing because I can't go in there because my girlfriend will kill me. And we were like, no. In, 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 in total contrast to that, my husband's also in the in the industry and he went to do an inspection in a property once and the door was open as he got there and as he pushed the door open, there was an elderly man sat on the bed directly opposite the door with a dressing gown out, on with nothing underneath and he just had a full front door. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. I once had a seller, oh, it was a valuation actually, she didn't end up uh, coming to market, um, but she she said, would you be able to help me out? And I was like, okay. And so she whipped her top off and asked me to apply a TENS machine to her back. I don't know what that I is. Did. I did do it, but it it's was like weird. A relief patch, but like you have to be naked for that. Okay, okay, like interesting. The machine, you know. Can I, I, sorry, you just made me ask something because I saw, how do women put on dresses when they've got, well, you just can't reach it. So like I have to sometimes help my wife do up the back if you're alone. Just got to wriggle it or get a coat hanger. Yeah, I, oh, I'm hyper extensive. So I, I literally can like put, get, I, I can literally, I don't, like no one, I don't need anyone. <laughs> I don't need anyone. So independent. For life. I am absolutely fine on my own. I can reach everything. It's all wow. good. <laughs> wow. Next, next time you're on, we're going to need some demonstrations on literally. like what that looks like. It's very impressive. <laughs> you do say also... so yourself. There's also when you uh, struggle with that and you think, oh, I'll ask my husband downstairs to do my dress up. And then you forget and you go to work and nobody thinks to tell you all day that you've got your dress open. And then you come <laughs> home and find it out. That's happened to me many times. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I asked. Yeah, because I, I don't know why I didn't ask my wife this. Um, all right. Next up, Waffle of the Week. So I got, I saw this today. I've got, I, I'm just calling bullshit. Um, you guys tell me if I'm being too harsh. Okay. So this was this was in the trade press. Um, thankfully, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm I'm not going to call out the company because I'm not that guy. Um, Be that guy. <laughs> no. Angry, they, um, drunk. Pardon. Angry what? drunk. She's angry, angry drunk. drunk. Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> the scouts is coming out, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I should have sent this to her to read out. Um, right. Estate agents are 54% more likely to secure a sale agreed on an off-market instruction than a property switched to them as a second as the second agent new data has revealed. Hmm. Is this really a data piece or is this a sales pitch? So That's the company in question pitch. defines an off-market instruction as a property which has not been on the market in the last three months. Now, don't even get me started on how you can fudge this data. Not been on the market in the last three months versus another agent winning an instruction that might have been on the market last week. Bullshit. Anyway, more, more for you. Properties being switched to a second agent have dramatically risen by almost 80% since the beginning of last year. Yeah, all right. And the sky is blue. In January 22, only 4.4% of all new instructions 
was switched to a second agent. That sounds tiny. I know 2022, January, busy market. I'm not sure. By August 23, so last month, this figure had risen to a whopping 7.8%. Oh, less than 8% of properties run with a second agent. I'm just, I'm struggling with this one. I, I, in our own market, that is absolute fugazi. Um, the executive director for the company said, it stands to reason that we'd expect the percentage of instructions switched to a second agent to increase within a more challenging sales market. However, the data shows these previously marketed properties carry a much smaller chance of converting into a sale and therefore less likely to generate revenue. 50 uh, agents who invest in off-market targeting, our product name inserted, will be maximizing their chances of securing instructions, which are 54% more likely to generate revenue than properties which have been switched to them as a second agent. Rubbish. Nonsense. I'm not having it. We've built our business on second agent, first choice, second agent. Less than 8% of all instructions at the moment are with a second agent. I, I had to get this off my chest. Do you know, do you know what this is? This is on. that company's version of a right move pie chart. <laughs> Maybe. They, have, they have adapted this information they've picked out the best bits they've done it for one specific day in the, the entire spin, year just unreal just how just but how naive do you think estate agents are come and but, use our products because second agents don't sell homes but forget the product for a minute right if you're doing off-market viewings unless i've been doing off-market viewings the wrong way all my career like they're normally like hey I appreciate that you're a little bit off wanting to put it on the market, but Mr. Smith around the corner is desperate for a house like this. Can I bring him round? Well, why are you only converting 54% of those? Because surely more you're likely. meant to be bringing like the perfect person though. I think 54 is too low. I think off-market viewings, if done correctly, should be a really, really high percentage of conversion. I just... Uh... Yeah, I mean, in theory, but I know lots of agents use the off-market discrete as we'll come and do a few viewings and we'll turn it into a full listing. That's a, a, a tactic. But it's just, I had to call out nonsense because it is proper, it's 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 circa Tony Blair Labour, spin doctor. We're going to use the data however we want. We're going to manipulate it to make us look like it does exactly what it, you need it to. Anyway, that's my waffle of the week for me. What you got, girls? Have seen anything, any bullshit out there? I've got one. Go on. So it's like a thing that's doing the rounds at the moment. It's the picture that someone's taken of um, an advert on the tube. And I think it's for mm. coffee pods. And it says, our pods disappear faster than your landlord when there's a leak. From Grind. Coffee yeah, pods. Yeah, I, I'm like, I, cheers, I think, Grind. Like, that's mm. really helping things, that is. With, uh, you know, with the, the terrible relationship that we already have between landlords and tenants. You're really helping things there. What sort of data have you got to show that landlords disappear when there's a leak? <laughs> yeah and you're not george clooney you haven't got your nespresso pods yeah so yeah, so, yeah i just what? thought that was a bit annoying and it, yeah i completely agree I saw natalie's um natalie posted um a response to it which i thought was quite clever um what is grind i think it's just coffee pods it's coffee pods it's like a it's meant to be like a more sustainable coffee brand and i'm all for sustainability but i'm not okay with that yes. interesting yeah playing okay all right yeah i agree completely they're nothing they even get... to do with landlords why are they getting involved Shut up. Why? <laughs> because i reckon some marketing execs said to them sustainability you know tenants are our target demographic let's get them on side by slaughtering the people that house them 
Yeah. That makes that's sense. That's sensible. That's sensible. It's really, it's really piss off all these people that give them their homes. Yeah, yeah. yeah look, I mean, listen, we're about to we're about to see 12 months of it, aren't we? For that general election gets called. It's going to be a lot of this sort of stuff going around. It's going to be Who's fun. Who's going to do what? We've got some fun on the way. Simon Ledbetter put a post up today about um, green, passionate green people. Is that the right word? Probably not, but you know Leprechauns? what I'm saying. People, <laughs> people who are passionate about our our planet right and um and they were basically saying that landlords scored really highly so it's all well and good this company being like oh we're going to be really clever and make this really funny joke but actually they've gone and you know miffed off half their market because the people mm -hmm. they're now they didn't they didn't target the right people yeah it's bias opinion as opposed to was he using uh yougov data in his post he loves a bit of yougov simon loves it um, um, what I, you got for us, Megan? I keep seeing stuff on TikTok from um, the Citizens Advice Bureau, and I keep having to make, I don't, I say I keep having to make, I keep choosing to have to make videos to tell people that Citizens Advice are giving them the wrong advice. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Citizens Advice this last week were talking about, um, oh, um, if you need to report maintenance, just be careful because the landlord might serve you notice if you do that. Well, no, because that's a retaliatory eviction. And what you should be saying is report the maintenance because they can't evict you. I mean, uh, you tell, it got me. And I made- 20 years they've been doing stuff like that, haven't they? It just, yeah. but do you know what? It doesn't help, does it? Because sharing bad advice doesn't mm. help the tenant and it doesn't help the landlord and it doesn't help the local authority. So who are they helping? Nobody. They should be taken off their TikTok account. I agree. Fake news, pure waffle. I'm on your side here. Shut them down. Sisters and advice giving out the worst advice possible. Amen. Steph, any waffle you spotted this week? Oh, yeah, too what? much. I'm to... gonna be a... This is going to sound really general and I'm going to make oh. a bit of a personal plea here because LinkedIn, what's gone on over the last six to eight weeks? Because it's a fucking cesspit of shit. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I need new followers or I need new people to follow because my feed, I hate it. I keep having to go un remove connection, unfollow because of the nonsense. And then there's also, in the middle of the nonsense, people arguing about their own nonsense. And you go, if somebody's written a post and it's the antithesis of what you do in business, why are you writing about your business on that post? Because it's got nothing to do with you. Write your own post about your own business and people who enjoy that will come and celebrate with you over there. Like, who's got time for all this aggy arguing? Like, life is too short, people. So if you're a decent person who still sees LinkedIn as a place where you add value, please connect with me. I would love, love, love you in my feed. And I will, after this, immediately disconnect with you just to make you feel better. Fantastic. Um, because I know that was a dig at me. Um, all right, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. It's, that's so funny. The line you, you I said to uh, Daniel, no, not, uh, oh, I think I might have bored my wife in a car journey and said, Jesus Christ, LinkedIn is freaking awful. Um, it, it used to be my go-to social media, but yeah, I, yeah, crap. Also, uh, was it you that was struggling with the notifications? Yeah, I can't get notifications at the moment on my posts. Any, do you know what the yeah. fix is for this? Mine's the same. I don't know why. What's going on with it? Mine just magically came back. Mm, yeah. oh, I felt like I was in LinkedIn jail for a few days. I just turn mine off because I find it really irritating, and I just come back to it when I can anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. It, 
the, the weird thing is I get certain notifications and others I don't. And so I respond to the ones I get notification for, but I look really ignorant on my own posts. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's me. Add you in a post and I had to do it last year. Harry will know exactly when the particular scenarios I kept having to untag myself off of the post. Cause I was like, can you just leave me alone? Like stop <laughs> me because it's, I mean, unless it's really necessary, that's really begging, isn't like, it? I tag people like, in your post, like, you know, like I post about Arla stuff. I'll tag in Harry and I'll tag in Greg. Cause there are two. You know, yeah. Makes sense. But, like, unless it involves like all of our property market execs and then I will, but like one of my biggest pet haves is when people tag me and stuff and I'm like, Hey, that's great. But I'm going to untag myself now. So then it's really obvious because it will just say my name without the little blue bit. Oh, is that what yeah. that means? That's never happened to me. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Right. Girls, we've got four minutes. We're going to do the agents together mentor. So while I set it up, um, no, I can't do two things at once. I was going to explain while I set it up. I can't. I'm just going to share it because we're, we're struggling on time. You girls tell us what you think helps Sam with his current issue. Hello, Pastor Sir guests. Now, my question for you this week is what advice would you give someone who is wanting to join the industry and become an estate agent? Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too easy. Um, right. Because of time, we'll do one piece of advice each uh, rather than 20 minutes each. Um, Megan, you got a big, you're doing the nod. Go for it. What's your one piece of advice? Quite expressive, Ben. Um, my piece of advice would be um, do it and make sure you try every role in the office because it will help give you the best foundations for a really solid career. Lovely. Concise, considered. Wow. Gum fingers, the lot. Um, Harry? Well, look, president-elect of, of Isle of Property Mark, I've got to say, if you're interested in a career in, in property, you've got to join Property Mark. Look at the, the entry-level courses that will give you, that at least that will, you can do those and, and see if it actually interests you. And then if it doesn't, you can move on to something else. So, yeah, that's my advice. Very nice. Sure. Note to self, don't put Harry and Megan on together again. <laughs> property Mark advert. Um, Steph, big finish. It, learning. So whether that's listening to your manager have a call about price reduction or the other neg on the phone booking a viewing, whether it's podcasts, books, every day, learn something new. I still learn 20 years in. Every day's a school day, I always say, in agency. Um, but yeah, I think if you constantly have that learning mentality, the ego might not arrive and that would be a blessing. Isn't that phrase that like your mind is like a rubber band that once it's stretched, it can't come back. So you should always continue to stretch that rubber band. Yeah. Very Good nice. Way. What a way to finish. What a beautiful a way to finish, place. Megan. That was lovely. We have, we're 90 seconds early, which I think means we should do the song. Is everyone comfortable to do the song? No, no, there's no song. Um <laughs> Oh, that's good because all three of you for a split second were like, shit, what's he talking about? Um, I, was like, I would have riffed. I would have gone along with it. <laughs> what, what, do you want to sing? Like, we're here for it. Do you want to sing? Yeah, shit, we I actually have, have my karaoke machine right here as oh, well. God. So Wow, yeah. I really picked the wrong three. I hate the idea of singing. I can't believe you three are up for it. Um, right. We're going to say goodbye. We're going to hand over to Watkins for his whimsy. We do it right at the end because everyone hangs on for that. So it means we get all the viewers. Um, girls, you've been epic. Um, Gryffindor. Say goodbye. See you, girls. Bye. Bye. I find it fascinating that we are the gatekeepers to the second most interesting topic to the British people, the first being the weather and the second the property market.
And all we seem to be able to do on our social media as estate agents is talk about ourselves, just like the person at the party who talks about themselves. Why don't you start talking about the local property market, house prices, rents, yields, you all know these stats. If you start talking about that and start checking out on social media, you'll get people to follow you, then they'll get to like you, then they'll trust you.